This is the podcast, Putting on a Coat of Colors. This podcast is a community storytelling project of Coat of Colors, a council of Cathedral of Hope, United Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. Our hope is that this podcast will make room for persons of color and their white allies who are both gay and straight to tell their joys and frustrations, to tell their sense of belonging and their sense of exclusion, to celebrate our uniqueness to the larger community and celebrate our commonalities, and to invite members of the larger community to join in this purpose. Thank you for listening. Now let's get started. Here is our podcast host, Thomas Riggs. In part three of the conversation between Darnell and Neil, Neil tells the story of how he came from Bournemouth, England, and the Metropolitan Community Church, to Dallas, Texas, and the United Church of Christ. Neil talks about how he uses his own privilege, and how his leadership in the interfaith group Faith Forward is stretching boundaries in Dallas. So why did you, I know I, I heard the story about how you, when you heard this job was open mm-hmm. and that you, you claimed it already, but why? Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a deep question. So uh, I, I don't know how much of the story everybody knows, but, um, you know, I was, I was ordained a pastor in MCC, uh, Metropolitan Community Churches, when I was 23 um, and have pastored 31 years now. Um, my first congregation was in Bournemouth, England, and I was there for 12, 13 years. Um, at about at year 11, I was approached by the denomination to ask if I would consider moving to the States, and uh, uh, I'd been pretty successful in the congregation in Bournemouth. Um, it was the first MCC to own property in the UK. It was the first MCC to have a full-time pastor. Um, the congregation at that point was about 120 strong, which was you know, pretty large um, by European standards, mm-hmm. not by American standards by any way. Um, but, you know, if you put into context, the local Anglican church next door um, averaged about 20 or 30 people on a Sunday morning, and wow. we were averaging, you know, 120 on a Sunday morning. Um, it was a very different um, animal. We'd open night shelters and for the homeless, and uh, we set up one of the first LGBT centers in in our hometown. And we we did we'd done a lot of work, so much so that you know, um, up on my wall over there, it's, I was honoured by the Queen um, in England for um, services to the Bournemouth community. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I think the headline in the local newspaper was Queen Meets Queen or something. I don't know. It was, it was kind of I had that joke in my head, but yeah, it was, it was but it was real. Um, so. <laughs> um, so, so they approached me and, and, and they wouldn't tell me which congregation they were considering in the States for me. And, um, you know, so I just, I went with it and then eventually uh, found out that the congregation they wanted me to apply for was the, the, the founding church of the, the MCC movement in LA, okay. um, which is where Troy founded it all. And then where Nancy Wilson, who became the second moderator of the denomination, um, pastored as well. And so th- there was some expectation um, that the, 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 the new moderator would come out of the Los Angeles church. So anyway, kind of long story short, I was I was I, I applied for that job, um, got the job, and I was there for uh, for twelve years. Um, and at around about year nine, 
um, after we'd outgrown a building and moved buildings and then was, was just moving to a, a new building, a, a, a building that was actually owned previously by the United Church of Christ, uh, ironically, um, and had to have a lot of renovation work done to it. I, I had a sense of call that I was getting to the end of my work there. Um, and as we were moving into this new building and spending just over a million dollars on it, um, I was asked by the board to commit to the, the end of the project. And so I did. And I thought that was going to be about a year. It actually was about two and a half years in total. Um, and at the same time, uh, Nancy was getting ready to step down. And um, I was being, uh, not pressurized, I was being kind of gently led to apply to become the new moderator of the, of the denomination. And so I was in Florida, Sarasota. We were at a leadership meeting, um, and um, you know I was part of a, a leadership think tank uh, that included the moderator of the denomination. And um, it was a Sunday morning. We I think we just finished service between the few of us that were there, and uh, somebody got a text message on their phone that said um, Joe Hudson had just resigned in the pulpit. At Cathedral of Hope and had left the building, hmm. um, which I think is the way it kind of went down here. I think I wasn't here um, at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, you have those um, inside voices that should remain inside, but sometimes mm-hmm. they come out. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of that meet, in the middle of that conversation, I said, "That would be a, that would be my next job," and that was not what I was being groomed for. Mm. Um, and of course, there had been tension between the Cathedral and, and MCC because. Cathedral used to be an MCC and then left the MCCs and become a UCC and it was like the wrong thing to say in the middle of this room <laughs> at this particular time um, but it, but it, it sent me into um, a real time of discernment um, of prayer and deep reflection about my call and vocation because you know there was something very appealing about becoming the next moderator of a denomination um, and at the same time my heart kept being pulled over to Cathedral and so, um, you know, I, I did some really, really deep um, discernment prayer and, and, and met with some friends and colleagues and talked about my, 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 my dilemma, my call, um, and all of those, and, and eventually um, decided that I could, I could certainly do the moderator's job and would probably have loved it and, you know, could have probably been successful at it. Uh, but I came to the full understanding that I was called to be a, a pastoral preacher. Um, uh, in a local congregation and so I let go of that dream if you will um, and started down the route of applying for cathedral um, with with great risk because I never knew whether I was going to get this job or not um, and uh, and I was not a UCC pastor I was an MCC pastor and so I had to begin the process of uh, getting credentials in the UCC um, this particular job, um, as with the United Church of Christ, you apply through the conference minister, and the conference minister then decides whether you're going to get your resume is going to land on the desk of, of the cathedral. And um, at that point, it was only UCC pastors who were being considered. Mm-hmm. And so the conference minister in in Southern California had to call and speak to the conference minister here, and they had to strike a deal that I could apply and. Uh, my resume would get to the to, to the members of the congregation here, and so cut a long story short, a two-year process. Wow, it was two uh, years. It was two years um, from the day I, I think, from the day I actually made my application uh, to the time I was actually elected. Um, 
it was about a two-year process. Wow. Um, and, and I had no idea. And so, you know, and by then, of course, the moderator's job was filled. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so there was no going back. And mm-hmm. I just continued down that, down that road because I believed that that's what God was calling me to do. Um, and thankfully, it, it worked out. <laughs> So, uh, so I'm, I'm taking you happy here. I love it here. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, it's the it's the dream job. Um, you know, uh, and people have often said, "Why, why go to Texas after being in Los Angeles?" Um, and and I often have to reply and say, you know, I, I I my call has always been about the job, not about the location. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, I knew that this was a place that that I could do something that I felt God wanted me to be, um, and and I think I had some unique gifts for because the DNA of this congregation was still MCC, mm-hmm. um, and I was my DNA was MCC, but but I also had this yearning to uh, to be something more than just an LGBT congregation, um, and to be a place of full inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I was able, I think, to, to be that bridge between the MCC and the UCC to heal some of the past and the differences um, and set us up then to be fully embodied as a United Church of Christ. Um, and I'm still credentialed in both places. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I hold my credentials in the UCC as well as in the MCC. Um, but, but I just, I mean, I love it here. I love the challenge. There's a lot of work to be done in, de- in Texas. Um, and uh, you know, and I think, and I'll just be honest. Um, I think my British accent helps um, in, in some of the conversations I have with some of the other clergy in this in this area, and some of the the way I can use that, you know, to the be- best of my advantage. Uh, I don't know what it is, but there is something about Americans that think that somehow having a British accent makes you intelligent. Um, and so maybe I need to study. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and they'll listen in a different way than they'll listen to others. Mm-hmm. And so I use that privilege um, and that, that, that gift, that benefit, I, I guess. Um, and certainly the relationships that we have across the, 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 the community um, and with major other congregations is, is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I don't know if you know, but I'm the next chair for Faith Forward Dallas, which is the largest... Um, interfaith, interreligious community uh, of clergy in mm. the Dallas Fort Worth area. This will be the first time they've had a gay man that serve as their chair. Wow. And uh, for me, that's a huge honor. It's a huge honor for this congregation. Um, and uh, you know, we, we continue to make those firsts in the same way that Cathedral made a first in 1970 when it was founded. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what keeps me here. It's what I, what I do here and that's what I love about being here. Thank you for listening to this edition of Putting on a Coat of Colors. This podcast is a community storytelling project of Coat of Colors, a Council of Cathedral of Hope, United Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. Cathedral of Hope is the largest predominantly LGBTQIA plus congregation in the world. Our church has a strong community presence and global reach through its online ministry. We self-identify as a church that is progressive, inclusive, 
and social justice minded. You can find out more about Cathedral of Hope at www.cathedralofhope.com. In the mission statement of Code of Colors, we assert that through faith, hope, and love, Code of Colors is a council for all people that seeks to decrease the cultural divide and increase a multicultural presence in the church and the community. You can find out more about the outreach programs of this group by searching Code of Colors on Facebook. That's spelled C-O-L-O-U-R-S. And request to join the group.